0: Deli meats, also known as cold cuts or lunch meats, are pre-cooked or cured meats that are sliced and typically served in sandwiches. The term deli is short for delicatessen, which traces back to the Latin word delicatus, meaning delightful or pleasing. Hootie finds deli meats both delightful and pleasing. I'm Hootie, and you're listening to Hootie the Foodie. He may be 10 years old, but he's an expert. You're listening to Hootie the Foodie. I want to start this episode by offering sincere thanks to all the people who have become patrons of the show and help support the podcast. I am going to have special content and giveaways soon for patrons only. To become a patron, visit hootythefoodie.com and click on the Become a Patron button. My guest today has family roots in the Jewish delicatessen business, but after becoming aware of certain farming practices, she took on a vegetarian and then vegan lifestyle. In 2019, she launched the Unreal Deli Company and her first product, Mrs. Goldfarb's Unreal Vegan Corned Beef. Later that year, she famously won the Hearts of America on Shark Tank, scoring a deal with newly vegetarian shark Mark Cuban. This is Jenny Goldfarb. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Hootie, for that great introduction. May I call you Jenny? Absolutely. Let's start with the beginning. Where are you from originally?
1: So I was born right in the heart of New York City, which makes me feel like I have claim to all this Jewish deli. But I actually moved as a very young baby to Miami and later Boca Raton. So South Florida is really where I grew up.
0: Did you like it there?
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful place to live. My parents are still there, and I just found out today we're going to be getting into the store called Publix, which has thousands of locations there. So it means a lot to me that I'm doing this business and that I come from there. Congratulations. Thank you so much. What are your family roots? So my family roots are mostly Ashkenazi Jews from Eastern Europe before New York, but my father's father's father goes back through a Sephardic descent. My dad only realized years later in life that his great grandpa made mention of speaking Ladino, and he just like remembered it, and in an off moment he realized if he spoke Ladino, it means he came through Spain, and actually it was Greece where they were from, but anyway, we're blue-eyed Sephardis from my dad's side, so that's going way back.
0: That's very interesting. <laughs> What was your experience with Delhi growing up? So, you know, it wasn't like super
1: direct because my great grandpa, as I mentioned on Shark Tank, he was the one who actually came in. This is going back my Sephardic side there and, and was in the Jewish deli business in the Lower East Side. But by the time I came around, it was just going out to delis at least a couple, few times a month. Big pastrami stacked high, corned beef, occasionally some turkey or roast beef would be in on that. and Dr. Brown's cream or celery, some sour pickles. I could go on, but we should get to the, the meat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that really sounds amazing. Yeah. Did you like to eat meat? Yeah, so I ate meat my whole life,
1: and I loved eating meat. And actually, I got a little bit into Torah Judaism in college. And so for a long time, I was only eating kosher meat. And then, unfortunately... I started seeing videos of what happens on farms. And it even went for organic and kosher and quote unquote, happy farms. You thought that you were paying more money or they were grass fed or they're saying they're nice to them. And I clicked on it because it was like a friend of my husband. He like posted a couple videos and I said, I can't imagine this is as bad as I think it is. And I watched and I said, it's so heartbreaking. You can't even believe it. And I told my husband, I said, I don't want to do this anymore but I really didn't have any experience culinarily cooking or anything. So I had to learn and that was a very big process.
0: That story of the video, that sounds really sad.
1: It's so sad, you can't even believe it. And you know, part of being like a good Jewish person is we have to take care of our animals and each other. And so uh, anyway, I, I see that there are a lot of changes happening even in the Jewish world. I don't know if you know this, but Tel Aviv is like the vegan capital of the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mm -hmm. we're involved in all sorts of good stuff.
0: I didn't know that. Uh, What types of things did you have to learn to start cooking vegan? It was so crazy because like
1: all I really knew how to do was I knew how to make some good challah with eggs. I figured out how to make them without. It's not that hard, by the way. And mm-hmm. I knew how to basically take chicken or chillant or this or that and put it in the thing and take it out however much later. I, what I did not know how to do is how to cook from like the produce and grain section of all of my meals. And that's what I had to figure out. So I bought a ton of vegan cookbooks. At first it was vegetarian. Then I realized, look, I got to cut out even the dairy and the eggs. You know, it's interesting in Judaism, actually, because meat and dairy, they need to be separated because they're like, almost toxic in a sense they have to be separated and also you know all the blessings in Judaism when you're saying yeah. every vegan food has like its own blessing but we would think you'd get a special blessing on meat but no it's all share it's all just like other stuff because the real intent right there in Bereshi was that you know God wanted us to eat everything that's growing for free out of the ground so did you miss me Uh, Yeah, so I missed it. So that's what happened. So I missed it so much that I said to my husband, I really want a good pastrami sandwich. And I had to figure out how to bring some certain grains together and make a meaty substance. Oh, and then like the kind of flavors I was having when I had that corned beef and pastrami. So I kind of put those together and came up with something just for my own family to enjoy.
0: Did you have to like taste the meat to make the meat vegan to try to pinpoint that taste? That's a good question.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess I did have to have experience eating meat. Actually, what's funny is that we're now talking about coming out with new meats. And we all, we did come out with one new one, and we're about to come out with another. But people said, you should come out with a ham. And I said, I know, but Mrs. Goldfarb doesn't know anything about ham. Never tried ham in her life. So we can't do that. But we are coming out with a lot of yummy deli meats. You have children. Do they eat meat? I have three children and they will tell you, at least the two that speak, that's not a baby, they will tell you that they don't eat meat because they don't want to hurt
0: animals. That's really nice. Yeah, it's super nice. They're good girls. You started a blog about vegan cooking. How did you come up with new recipes regularly?
1: So I was doing a lot of experimenting and cooking in the kitchen and I just really felt like it wasn't just that I was eating this way because, you know, it was good for the animals, which is what got me into it. But then I realized we all got a little thinner. We all started sleeping a little better. Our skin looks a little better. I was like, this vegan thing is like good. It's good to eat living foods. Like I realized it's sort of like from a health and other perspectives as I was doing it for the animals. And so because of that, I was all excited to be looking in different cookbooks and making different things and then trialing new things. And so I wanted to share it. And that was why that blog started. But yeah, I I was getting into it. Did you know this? Hootie, check this out. There are 18,000 edible fruits, grains, nuts, herbs, seeds, fungi. There's like a whole 18,000. Most people just eat the same three animals all the time. Sweetheart. 18,000? 18,000. So there's a whole universe. So when you start seeing, wow, the different herbs and things and ways you can make things, like, for instance, you can make all sorts of amazing cheeses and milks out of nuts. I'm sure you've heard of almond milk, but there are so many other incredible things like macadamia ricotta cheese and cashew mozzarella cheese and more and more and more coming out all the time. What did
0: your carnivorous family think of vegan deli?
1: Well, first, what did they think of me when I said I wanted to be vegan? That's a whole thing <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, they thought I was a complete crazy person taking my whole family and kids on a crazy hippie crusade. That uh, Where were they going to get protein and calcium and all these things that they get even better forms of now? And... what do they think of the vegan deli meat? Well, they tasted it and they said, this is bonkers delicious. You should make a business out of this. And because they thought I was so crazy before, I was like, wow, they think this is really good. This must be really good. They're happy to tell me this whole diet sucks, you know, but the fact that they're telling me it's good. I was like, I'm going to roll with this. So, well, it wasn't that quick. First, I was like, I don't know anything about a food business. And then I said, all right, maybe I'll try So I reached out to some friends because I was a little bit in the vegan food world, remember, from that blog. So I had a couple of just like loose friends from that. And I was like, do you know anyone that has a vegan food business? I'd love to just ask a few questions. That's a good tip for if you ever want to like try doing something. You ask your little orbit of people. Do you know anyone that does whatever? So one person who was like the assistant of a lady, it's good to be nice to assistants, said, yeah, I know of this woman. And... She has a little line of vegan-like dips, and she's been in the food world a while. Amazing. So I drive out to Newberry Park here in Los Angeles with a plate of sandwiches, and she tried it, and her partner tried it, and they said, it's really good. What do you want to do with it? And I said, well, I want to make it and try and sell it. And she said, we have a tiny commercial kitchen here for $25 an hour. You can rent it, and you can cook it, and you have to clean the dishes, and you you can make this thing in a real kitchen because you need a certain kind of kitchen to sell to a restaurant. So I started making it and I was washing all the dishes and then I go pick my kids up at preschool and I was pregnant at the time. And the days I wasn't doing that, I was driving around Los Angeles with my sandwiches and all these deli owners, like these Jewish deli owners, I'm talking Cantor's, Mark Cantor, Arts, Howard Ginsburg, who just ordered a box for me tonight, Factors Famous right there, probably not far from you, Factors Famous deli, not kosher, but all these old Jewish delis, Izzy's more than just that, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. I walked in and I said, try this. There are people who want this more and more. And they took a bite and they said, it's delicious. So I was in, but I still didn't know if it was gonna sell, if I was gonna get reorders. And you know what the truth is? people are starting to see more and more of either those videos or they're hearing from nutrition perspective or they're hearing it from environmental perspective and they're trying to eat a lot less meat and so they're needing stuff like this and we started selling and selling and selling and getting on the permanent menu fine of these places yeah
0: we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back with mrs Jenning goldfarb back to Hootie the Foodie. Welcome back to Hootie the Foodie. I'm talking about Vegan Deli with Unreal founder, Mrs. Jenny Goldfarb. How did you go about marketing Unreal Deli? How did I go
1: about it? Hmm. So I made an Instagram and Facebook accounts and I was fortunate to have a lot of like rule worthy photos that I was able to sort of snag myself. And then Ultimately, I wound up getting like a food photographer, actually, that I found on Fiverr.com, a woman who lives in Kansas for $45 a picture, plus other groceries, if she has another more of an expense. She preps it, she cooks it, she shoots it at amazing angles. If anyone wants her info, please email me after the show. I'd love to give her more work. I love this lady, but that's part of our big marketing approach. Um, I do some very basic like retargeting Facebook ads, we have an e-commerce store so we do try and, you know, drive traffic into that. And then we invest in PR. I have a PR agent and we here was us in the Palm Beach post pretty recently and I'm talking to all these big grocery stores now and I'm saying to them, put me in your store. I can't create, you know, huge promotional sales for you, but I can get on in you know, newspapers and so uh, that's a nice way to tell people to go get your products. How did you end up on Shark Tank? So uh, I filled in a 30-second application online. And one of the things I have to credit, my husband is a TV editor, and because of that, he also does like video stuff. And because of that, he made this really cute video that was on our initial website, unrealdeli.com. It's now had a little makeover since then. And it was a video of me going out to like uh, the street, basically some outdoor mall saying, try a sample, try a sample back when you could do something like that. And people were like, oh, my God, it's not real meat. They couldn't believe it. So that video lived on my website. So I think when I applied for Shark Tank, the casting people, they like, you know, go to the website to check out. I think that helped seal the deal because they were like, oh, they saw the whole segment came together for them. So I would definitely recommend people listening want to try and make a Shark Tank company to like start doing your business, make some cash and then get a cool video made. You know, you don't have my husband, but get someone. Get a cool video edited together and have that on your web page. And then that'll help tell the story for Shark Tank. But anyway, that's how I got on. They called me. Then there were tons of huge applications. I'm saying like multiple 50 page applications you had to fill in by hand. Then I was meeting the casting directors, you know, and then finally they said, you're on the show. And it was amazing. Have you been a fan of the show before you appeared on it? Actually, not really. I mean, I knew it was a cool show and whatever. I, I I respected it, but I wasn't really a regular viewer. Um, I guess I was busy watching those animal agriculture videos, so uh, I had to study up to do my craft. I was watching other vegan food videos, you know? So, anyway, no.
0: Did you go in wanting to deal with a specific shark?
1: No, I went asking for $100,000 to give up 10% of the company. But I knew the way Shark Tank worked and that I may have to give up as much as my bottom line was going to be 30%. You got that, hoodie, So that like I would own 70 and the shark would own 30 for that $100,000. But I guess Hashem was with me and everything was flowing because I got offered by Mark Cuban. And this is what he offered me. $250,000 for 20%. So I took that deal. And I own 80% of this business. Actually, well, almost that much. I gave some to some partners. How has
0: appearing on Shark Tank affected your company? You know, it's like just the automatic,
1: amazing, like celebrity smart street cred I think it's cooler than if I said I had, like, a PhD from Harvard when I'm, like, talking. Not that it makes me smarter then, but that I think people just, like, respond to that with, like, such excitement. It's like a forever cool star that I get to wear.
0: One of the primary rules of kosher is never mixing meat and milk. As a result, I've never been able to attempt a Reuben sandwich until now yeah this week i used rye unsalted butter homemade thousand island dressing swiss cheese and kraut together with mrs goldfarbs vegan corned beef it mm-hmm. was awesome you recently developed a second product unreal turkey slices yes. was it harder or easier to create a second product
1: so i actually really didn't create it i worked with my R and D chef a woman I told you about, that woman and her partner that I visited who let me use their kitchen. I worked with her to tell her what we wanted, but I was at that point selling sales, you know, PR stuff, mostly sales. So I couldn't be in the kitchen futzing around with the vegetables and the grains at that point. So I didn't make the turkey really.
0: Do you have additional products in the works?
1: Yeah, we're coming out with unreal roast beef super imminently, and it's amazing. And mm-hmm. let me think, for like the kosher world, yeah, you're going to be able to take like a nice white cheese and melt that with caramelized onions over this roast beef. You're like not even going to believe your mind, for real. It's gonna about to get crazy. And then later in the year, we may be coming out with a vegan... Egg salad and tuna salad, maybe not as exciting for the kosher Jews, but exciting for the vegans because it's all chickpea-based and amazingly seasoned, and you can, like, barely not even tell the difference.
0: Well, let me know if you need tasters.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need
0: tasters, especially
1: (laughs) 10-year-old ones.
0: What are your favorite things to make with Unreal
1: Deli? Favorite things. So, obviously, the Reuben. That's just forever classic. Um... I like taking the corned beef and putting it into vegan egg dishes or egg dishes. I like doing like roll-ups with the turkey. Oh, you know what else? It can make really good deli rolls. Like, you know what I'm talking? Shabbat dinner style, deli rolls. Am I speaking your language?
0: Yes, you you
1: are. And have that like at a dairy shavuos meal. You hearing me, Hootie? Mm -hmm.
0: All
1: right, just letting you know. My mouth is watering. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Is there going to be a pastrami? You know, the corned beef is a lot like a pastrami and we want to like cover the whole deli range. So we're like just trying to drop products that like get us through that whole range. In fact, Mark Cantor of Cantor's Deli here in LA said to me, I want to call it corned beef slash pastrami because people are going to be wanting one or the other and it really solves both. It has a little pastrami punch and all the classic corn, you know, so it's sort of, it's both.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How is growing the company and also growing your family? It's so crazy. It's wonderful, but it's
1: crazy. I have a little bit of backup with a nanny for my baby. But then the big girls that are six and seven, almost seven and eight, are home now, of course and they are doing the virtual school. And even my husband, the editor, is home also. And fortunately, we have an okay-sized house that everyone can be in their spaces doing their things. But it's uh, wild, and it's wonderful, and it's so special that I have daughters and that they get to see their mom creating this massive, wonderful thing for herself and for the family. So, yeah, we feel really thankful. And we celebrate Shabbat, which is how we're able to recalibrate, be together, and realize what's important
0: do you think your two girls will try to take on your business when they get older i don't know we
1: joke about it because i'm mrs goldfarb so they're like miss goldfarb so we're like yeah let them have a cookie company of this or that whatever their heart desires if i can help them you know have a last name that is recognizable let's do it you know so Maybe so. And I credit my little baby because I was just pregnant with her a week when I made this corn beef for the first time. And I didn't even know that I was pregnant with her. And there's a saying in the Talmud that says, babies bring mazel. And so she totally did. In fact, when I had her, I made the corn for the first time, didn't even know I was pregnant. So then, as that whole pregnancy, I'm like building the business ground up, initial deli, still making it myself, getting to someone else, the next person with the factories and to start to make it for me. That's kind of what's happening. Then I have the baby, We're just in like a handful of delis, right? The next day I get a phone call, Whole Foods, we want to put you in 58 stores. Right after the baby drops, this is like next day. So tell me that's not babies bring mazel, right, Hootie? You should have another baby right away. What I'm saying, right? That's what I'm telling my husband anyway. He doesn't agree.
0: Have- <laughs> How's the pandemic affected the business?
1: Yeah, it
0: did. So basically,
1: right after Shark Tank, we started selling in all these restaurants, like even more than the ones I'm mentioning. Like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Mendocino Farms or Veggie Grill, but these are like 30, 40 cool sandwichy places, restaurants. And then we had plans to do this big North American expansion of Quiznos. Cause we were doing a test in some locations and they were loving us. And they said, okay, on April, we want you to deliver 27,000 pounds. It was like the most that ever, that number, like I couldn't believe that number. And then March came along. And of course that whole deal was on ice. And then aside from the restaurant world, like, you know, being so shaky and not getting that Quiznos deal and other deals, my dad got COVID and it was so scary and he barely survived.
0: I'm glad he's okay now.
1: Thank God, yeah. Me too.
0: Jenny, thank you for joining me. Where can we find you and Unreal Deli online? Thank you so much, Hootie. Well, I want to give some kind of
1: little discount you'll type up in the notes, you know. And so uh, the website is unrealdeli.com. What's your social media? it's all at unrealdeli, at Instagram, you know, slash unrealdeli, or just at unrealdeli, and, and same
0: with Facebook. To my awesome audience, thanks for listening. Please take a moment to share me with your family and friends and to leave a rating or a review in your podcast app. I'm Hootie, I'm hungry, and you just listened to Hootie the Foodie. You've been listening to Hootie the Foodie. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review in your podcast app and follow on Instagram at Hootie the Foodie. Till next time.